Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Confidence is something many people wish they experienced more of. After having worked with thousands of people, I've realized that it's surprisingly common for people to feel anxious, to experience a lot of uncertainty and self-doubt. So many people feel this way themselves, but when they look around at others, they believe that all these other people are self-assured and full of confidence. What's wrong with me? People wonder. And why is everyone else so confident when I'm not? But that outward appearance of confidence doesn't necessarily indicate an internal state that matches it. Meaning, what might seem like confidence to an observer might actually just be a way of masking weakness. Today we're discussing what true confidence is and how to genuinely increase confidence rather than simply covering up self-consciousness and self-doubt with bravado. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part of this episode. The group frequency calibration at the end is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. So let's get started. So this is a good topic. A lot of people think they know what confidence is. You know, yeah. maybe somebody's being really bold or extroverted. Maybe there's something more to it. So yeah. what do you define confidence as? Yeah, I'm glad you asked it that way because I feel like a lot of people believe they know what confidence is, right? There's certain behaviors that we think indicate that someone is confident. Like you said, boldness or like um, a sort of like a brashness, you know? And it almost, um, it's like sort of like a almost like authority sometimes, you know, it just can come across, it's like a, uh, like a presence that presumes that um, they're correct. Okay. Yeah. That is another way that we will read something as confidence. Arrogance. Yes. Arrogance. <laughs> arrogance often reads to some people as confident. Yes. It's fascinating. Yeah. But in all those cases, often that actually really isn't confidence from my perspective, because true confidence is actually really quiet. Because to me, tr true confidence is when you know and you're aware of your connection to pure source. You're aware of your brilliance. You're aware of your completeness on spirit level. You don't need to prove to anyone else that you're all that. You just are, right? So does it matter that anyone else recognizes it? Not really. And so it so softly emanates from us. And it's funny because it... It's often the people who are the who are quiet in that way. When they speak, they have a certain level of authority because they don't need to prove anything to anyone. And I'm not saying that quietness means authority, but these people who are of a higher resonating order, mm -hmm. who don't necessarily need to talk that much, when they speak, people really listen because there's this thing about them, this sureness in them, that means that they don't need anyone else's approval necessarily. They're sharing because they feel compelled to or they're called to for some reason, but they're not doing it to get someone's like, you know, good for you. I think you're awesome. Mm -hmm. They're not doing it for that reason. Almost like neutral. Exactly. Yeah. Right. They're just sharing because in that moment they feel compelled to for whatever reason. 
And that to me is true confidence. Mm -hmm. It's not really that like flashy bravado, whatever. That's oftentimes an indication that on the inside, those people are really riddled with self-doubt oftentimes mm -hmm. and a lot of low self-worth stuff. So mm -hmm. they need to be like, you know, the big person. Like the bullies in school, yeah, exactly. right? Are the ones that are actually the most hurt or whatever on yeah, the inside. Yeah. Exactly. It's okay. the same. Okay. okay. And whether you're a bully when you're a child or you're an adult, it's the same, mm -hmm. right? Internally, you don't feel very good about yourself. So you have to like push your frequencies into others to get their approval or, you know, to be dominant in that way mm -hmm. to make yourself feel better. But that's really just your ego mind running the show being like, oh, well, I need to feel better than someone else. I'm just going to like push myself into them or like dominate or yeah. like control someone else or whatever. Right. Yeah. So it's not always what people are saying. It's kind of their energy yeah. or their resonance. Yeah. Like that maybe you don't label it as resonance, but you, it's more of a feeling, feeling. Yeah. yeah, of that pushing, stepping on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I um, I'm thinking about um, a few clients that I have that almost feel bad for being um, introverted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so they actually, I know some that actually um, are confident. They just wonder about that particular piece. piece. So, yeah. so you can be extroverted or introverted yeah. and have this confidence that you're speaking of. Totally. Right? It doesn't have to be one or the other. Yes. It's not an indication. Yes. Yeah. Because really it has to do less with how others perceive you and more about how you are within mm -hmm. self, mm -hmm. right? Because you're not comparing yourself to anyone else. And it's interesting because the more in frequency resonance you, ri you, you rise, the less extroverted you almost become because you don't need to. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with extroversion. There's some people who are naturally exuberant, yeah. right? Who want to share and are really out there. Like, that's awesome. And the because passion, passion and aliveness. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's amazing, okay? okay? And when you rise in frequency resonance, you don't, like I said, need to be that way to get attention, okay? So there's a different, I'm making a distinction, okay? People who are naturally like this, yep. who are just exuberant and like full of life. We all know people like this. They're yes. awesome, okay? Yes. Yes. Really fun people to be around. And there are other people who project that because they want to be liked. There's the difference, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm the inauthenticity. That. Yes, that's right. right. Yeah. Because they're doing it because they want to be accepted, liked, loved, right? Yeah. So there's a really big dif distinction there. Yeah. If you're introverted, it doesn't mean you have to do any of those outward things to have confidence. It just means that when you're acting or being, you have, the, to me, you have the confidence in yourself, meaning that you feel that wholeness of yourself. So you don't have to do anything in particular. Mm. Right? So if you're quiet, you're quiet, and that's totally okay. But when you do act or you do move, because you have this kind of authority from that wholeness, completeness, then people really want to hear you and they respect your space and they and they really want to take in what it is that you're saying. It's funny because um, I would say that uh, Chris is somebody like this. He's actually very quiet. He can be really funny and engaging when he wants to, but man, when it, he feels called to it, like the authority that comes out of him and the passion in like in response to someone's question, like. I have, he's answered questions at retreats and people have burst into applause. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, who, who does that? Like, right. who answers a question and gets applause? I mean, come on. You know what I mean? So, but my point is that he has such conviction, such confidence in what he's saying that people like are pulled up into his resonance. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And he's not a particularly extroverted person all the time but no. can be when he wants, wants to be yeah. yeah so he's yeah. actually quiet most of the time yeah like he doesn't really need to you know need mm -hmm. to like participate all that it's often. almost like you have this secret inside 
Yeah. That's what I'm feeling. Like, you know something. Yeah. And and it's like this little secret you have. Yeah. And you don't need to Just actually, yeah. Share it. It's like there's a peace within that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm also thinking of this analogy like a mountain. Mm-hmm. Is it kind of like that? Like this mountain, it's, it's simple, but mm-hmm. bear with me here. Yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay, so this mountain is so powerful. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be like, I'm a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> that's right, that's true. It just is, is exactly. there and everyone around respects it. Exactly. And you're just like, wow. Yeah. You know, it's like, whoa. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's funny, you know, what you're explaining is something about nature that is very impressive, okay? Because in the natural world, like if things could talk, if the mountain could talk, yeah. right? It would know it's a mountain. It doesn't need to prove it to anyone. It's like, I'm a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a stream, no. I'm not a tree, yeah. I'm a mountain, yeah. okay? But people, we're the ones who are like, are we this, are we that? We're trying to prove ourselves, find lot, ourselves, yeah. all that stuff. And the mountain's like, uh, you're a human. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. Like we're like, you know what I mean? We get distracted by all these different stories we have. We don't have a clear sense of self. Mm-hmm. And so when you have this sense of completeness that I keep talking about, it's similar to the mountain. The mountain doesn't need to prove anything. It just is. It's funny. I was reading this article once of um, it was a it was an interview with um, Matt Damon, and he was talking about uh, Clint Eastwood, mm. and he's like, this is like a man's man. And um, he was talking about this. And the reporter was saying that when he met Clint, the guy didn't have like a super powerful handshake. He wasn't like Mr. Bravado. He was really quiet, but he had this authority mm. that let you know as the person who was speaking to him, like this, he was like super masculine. Like he would take you down if he had to. He had the authority, but he didn't have to like push it on you. He was secure and confident in himself that there was no need to press that into the right. person who was listening. Like, right. it's Clint Eastwood. Yeah. <laughs> and like, why do you need to prove anything? Yeah. You know? So that's what I mean. It doesn't have to be loud. Yeah. In fact, it can be very, very quiet. Mm-hmm. So all you ex- introverts out there, you don't have to do anything other yeah. than be who yourself, be yourself, mm-hmm. and also to clarify your stuff, right? To release distortion patterns so that you, when you have that confidence and you feel compelled to share, you don't have stuff around like, well, am I being judged? Am I really adding value? Do I want to, like, are other people thinking that I'm just being stupid because I'm sharing all that stuff, right? There are other reasons for being quiet other than confidence. So to clear up all that stuff so that when you do want to share, it's like, oh, I'm sharing because it's, I I feel compelled to for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a value, Mm -hmm. right? To me, others, the one, all of it. Mm -hmm. You just know. Yeah. Yeah. It again points to what we've referenced before that's really important is feeling your completeness within and not looking outside of you. Exactly. It it goes back to that, I think. Yeah, yeah, totally. And this is what we talked about, I think, in in a recent episode where we talked about like comparing your front stage to your someone's, your backstage to someone's front stage. So it's sort of like, you know, um, we'd been talking about in social media how everyone presents this really specific aspect of themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's all like perfection and like, look how amazing my life is and look how amazing my partner is and look how amazing everything is, right? Mm-hmm. There's no messiness. Yep. And then we compare our inner lives to that person's, um, what I call front stage. So they're presenting their front stage, what it looks like on the front. Gotcha. Our inner world, the mess, yeah. without all the mess. But we compare our backstage, our mess, our mess to, their to their front stage, yeah, yeah, to their projection. Yeah. Don't compare your backstage to someone's front stage because I can guarantee you that their backstage is just as messy as yours. You're just not seeing it because the curtains are closed. Right, right. So that was something that, um, that's really important because we always do that. You know, with our minds, we're like, oh my God, we're looking in it within, we're seeing all this 
not greatness. Mm -hmm. And then we look at someone's projection or their front stage and we're like, oh my God, I'm the only one with a messy backstage. We all have messy backstages. Yeah. I guess comparing <laughs> in general is not a not great helpful. idea, right? No. Yeah. We're all on our own path, our own unique path. Exactly. Yeah. And then when you st start to feel true confidence, you start to realize you don't care if people see your front stage, your backstage, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. You just are. Yeah, which is really great. And really for uh, when we start to experience that, that's when we're free. Because it doesn't matter, yeah. you know? It's just like, it's okay. I mean, it's okay that I am the way I am. Yeah, and even things in your past that maybe, that's what I'm thinking of right now. Like a lot of people hang on to, oh, they did me wrong or this and that. So confidence can even affect that. It affects yeah. your past, your present, your future. Right? Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like your resonance is high from the right place, yeah. the inside out, that you can't even interact with things like that. that yeah, don't... it doesn't matter. No. Yeah, like all those, what you're t talking to is like all those stories that we have, right. these memories that we hang on to, mm -hmm. right, and embellish often, right? Because a lot, of, I think I heard somewhere from, I think it was Dr. Joe Dispenza saying like 50% of what we remember is yes. actually made up. It's yes. not actually real, yeah. which is fascinating. And yet we hang on to these memories like, oh, that person did that to me, right? And as you gain greater and greater levels of confidence, the stories don't matter as much because is it really, does it, who cares really? You just are who you are. You're present with who you're present with in that moment. Mm -hmm. Everything else becomes very irrelevant because mm -hmm. you just exists. You're just existing in that moment mm -hmm. with self, with others, with your surroundings. Yeah. So all that story again. The mountain doesn't have stories. No, no stories. It doesn't have stories. It doesn't have expectation. It doesn't have obligation. All that stuff starts to dissipate, and you can just be who you are, mm. and know that who you are is complete and enough. That's a big thing for most people is they don't feel like they're enough. enough. Yeah. But once you clear the distortion, which is a hard one for most of us, then you start to feel, oh, wow, I am who I am. And it's okay that people see that. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that is beautiful. What a different definition of confidence than I'm sure most of us have had. Yeah. Yeah, that's very, very beautiful. Thank you. So would you say um, just by continuing the frequency work, mm -hmm. People can raise their resonance, yeah. become more aware of their brilliance inside, mm -hmm. and then therefore radiate yeah. the confidence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the key is it's hard to do this from a doing standpoint uh, in the sense of like, here are the things that you can do. Really, it's about releasing the distortion. I, that may be frustrating for some, but it's also very liberating because really it's very simple. If you focus on releasing those distortion patterns, as you say, it's a natural consequence yeah. right, of, of that of that clarifying, that resonance rising of knowing that completeness, wholeness, feeling that and just naturally emanates from you. Mm. And it's really awesome. And when you are able to do that, it gives permission to others to do the same, to just be as they are in that moment with you. And that's why being present and neutral is so powerful because yeah. you are just present in the moment with that person and who they are with you in that moment is fine. Mm -hmm. And that can be a tremendous catalyst for someone. Mm. So being that is a tremendously powerful thing. Yeah, again, another win-win. Yeah. You you, you becoming more aware of your brilliance yeah. allows everyone else to become aware of theirs. Yeah, which then ripples out and affects the oneness and consciousness rises. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> Done. Thank you, that's all we need. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank oh, you, Tia. Thank you, Karen. For those of you who are new, we're just about to start the GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. 
So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down. Or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations. And many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. If you happen to be listening to the audio version of this episode, please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay, here we go. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for confidence versus bravado. Okay. So this GFC will help to uh, give you more clarity when um, encountering what looks like confidence. So you know what's more bravado and what's more confidence and start to cultivate more confidence in yourself. There is going to be a deep dive available on confidence um, if you would like to explore that further or feel that more yourself because it's particularly sticky for you. Becoming aware of your body. And as you become aware of your body, becoming aware of the soles of your feet. Noticing the texture underneath them, even if it's of the air. Noticing the fabric that they're touching, whether it's a sheet or a sock, the upholstery of something. Floor. Good. And now please become aware of your heartbeat. So for some of you, you can perceive your heartbeat without uh, physically putting your hand anywhere. So if you can perceive it with your awareness, that's great. If you can't, and you need to put your physical hand over your physical heart, please go ahead and do that. It's not worse, by the way, it's just different. So just becoming aware of your heartbeat. Yeah. And now please become aware of your breath. And as you're aware of your breath, 
noticing it without changing it at first. What is it like in this moment? Good. And now, whenever you're ready, please deepen your breath, allowing it to become more full, to buoy up in all directions. So meaning that it's not just your chest that rises as you inhale. It's also your back body and your side body. Yeah. For those of you who have been doing this for a little longer, noticing the nuances of your breath as you deepen it. Do you tend to hold your breath for a little while at the top of your inhale or on the edge of your exhale? Just notice the nuances of your breath. Good. And now please become aware of your surroundings. Noticing the smells around you, the ones close to you, like the smell of your, <clears throat> excuse me, laundry detergent or um, your soap. Perhaps of your shampoo. Noticing the ones from further away. Perhaps the smell outside a crack in a window or from under a crack in a door down the hall. Noticing the smells. Good. And when you're ready, blinking your eyes open and noticing the light. Now, some of you don't need to look at the light. You can feel it. If that's you, keep your eyes closed and just perceive it in the way that you prefer. If, however, you prefer to look at it with your physical eyes, or if you're new and you're not sure how else you would perceive it, then please open your eyes. Just noticing the quality of the light in this moment. Even if you're in semi-darkness, noticing the quality of that light, it is extremely rare for us to be in total darkness or blackness, however you want to call it. Good. And now please triangulate. So for those of you who are new, that means becoming aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. What those inanimate objects are is not important. As you're aware of these inanimate objects, you're going to, with each object, become aware of the distance between the object and you, and then feel the distance between the object 
and you. So, for example, if object A is the coffee table, you would notice that the coffee table is about three foot away from you. And then you would feel the distance between the coffee table and you. And you'll do the same thing for objects B and C. And you'll notice that as you continue to do this, that your sense of where you are in space will clarify and become more present. Good. Becoming aware, please, of your front of your throat. Breathing normally here. Let's go ahead and take a nice deep breath. Holding your breath for a count of five. And then whenever you're ready, releasing your breath. Holding it out for a count of six. Noticing if it's harder or easier to hold your breath out than it is in. Good. So just breathing normally here, we're actually waiting for the mastermind to become coherent, to coalesce. So as we're waiting for that to happen, please note that I am working on you at the group level and the subgroup level, and that I often work in silence. So if you don't hear me, that's because I'm working with very high frequencies. And if I make physical noise, it drops the frequency resonance, which does not benefit you. So just know, <clears throat> excuse me, if you don't hear me, that I'm still working on you. Also, please note that I do make sound. So occasionally you'll hear me yawn or hum or exhale sharply. And that's how I remove the, often what is what are stickier and heavier distortion patterns. And if I say something that resonates with you, it's likely yours. And if I say something that you really resist, it's likely yours. So I invite you to remain open and to examine further. Good. Bring your attention now, please, to the heart space in the center of your chest and your nipple line. Asking ourselves the question, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this space, imagining or becoming aware of a brilliance at its very, very core that you either see or feel, 
And as you keep your attention on this brilliance, it starts to get brighter and much more intense because you have your attention on it. And as this brilliance intensifies, it radiates outwards, expanding through all of your cells, out through your organs, through your bones, your flesh and your muscles, radiating out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Please become very aware of the brilliance within the sphere. Good. And now please become aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm working on you at frequency level, irrespective of where, what level you began at. To pull your frequency resonance up. This is one of the most important things we do together. The higher your frequency resonance, the more momentum you gain, the more change you perceive and also experience in the physical, the more distortion you can release and the faster your integration. Good. Good. Bringing your attention, please, to your xiphoid process, right at the base of your sternum. So your sternum is that big, thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. So if you trace the line of the sternum, all the way to its base, right where it goes from bone to flesh, and it's a little uh, tender when you press on that fleshy point, that's your xiphoid process. Bring your attention here. Okay. 
the first distortion pattern that we're releasing yeah is some pretty heavy self-doubt here okay so let's release this so for many of you This self-doubt is running through lineage. Yep. Good. Bringing your attention now from the xiphoid process in a straight line all the way down to the top of your pubic bone. Yeah. So this has to do with lack of... Um, or low self-worth, non-deserving, okay? And it has to do with um, uh, being witnessed, seen, or acknowledged. Wow. So let's release that. And for a subgroup of you, It's a real sensitivity to judgment from others. Yeah. Good. Bring your attention now, please, to your lower ribs. But from the inside. Yeah, this is a pattern of abuse, okay, or control. So this is um, of, like, self-abuse. For most of you, for some of you, it is abuse from an external other, right? So another party.
Yeah. Good. Bring your attention, please, to your xiphoid process at about three inches or seven centimeters immediately beneath it. Clear out the pain body. Yeah, and just not unusually, we're just going to do one more. And then we just cleared out the pain body. Bring your attention to your uh, right lower ribs on the back side. And the heart space for just a moment here. Yeah, just releasing this. Um, like a fear of punishment or retribution or negative consequence if acting inappropriately. There we go. Now it's done. Good. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my time and personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit spherical.luminosity.com dot com for more targeted support.